Hello, Team NXT. CD, Danny Mac here, bringing you episode 97 of the Undisputed Future Podcast, that UFP show that talks about the NXT show. It is Thursday morning, October 3rd. I just finished my coffee and walking my dog, the Velveteen Dog, Colin, and a cup of coffee has never been so unnecessary for this wrestling fan because last night, October 2nd, pumped me so full of adrenaline that it just carried over into this morning. It's an episode I've been waiting to do, the live two-hour premiere, full two hours on the USA Network NXT Live, going head-to-head with the debut episode of AEW's Dynamite, and both shows did deliver. I want to give credit where it's due to AEW, great start to their television season, Cody and Sammy Guevara, great match. Hangman Page and Pac delivered on a very highly anticipated matchup going back a couple of months now, crowning the first ever AEW Women's Champion in Riho and a six-man tag team match that definitely got complicated at the end with appearances by John Moxley and Jack Hagar, formerly known as Jack Swagger. Coming off his Bellator MMA career, back to professional wrestling, Really impressed with all of the stuff that AEW did. The entire world of professional wrestling really popped off last night. And it popped off like a Snapple cap. I'm taking part in a watermelon lemonade while I do this episode. And let's jump right into the NXT episode. That pre-show at 7.30 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that we got to witness online last night. Definitely set the stage for an amazing Show Credit to Sam Roberts, Pat McAfee, the ever-so-lovely Charlie Caruso, and Triple H really knowing how to rally the NXT troops heading into some unbelievable television stuff. Great matches, unbelievable series of returns, faces that you never thought you would see in NXT again, or in some cases, at least not this soon. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard to carry all of the excitement on my shoulders. This is the longest-running, independently-produced solo NXT podcast available with the occasional guest speaker here and there. But I'm trying to carry the load this week, NXT. October 2nd, what an unbelievable episode of NXT TV. Let's get into it, and starting things off really could not start off any hotter. Adam Cole, baby, defends his NXT championship against the original brew, Matt Riddle. This match, right off the bat, moving a thousand miles an hour. I usually sit here with a set of notes or at least some jotting down of memorable spots, but this week I'm trying to ride the hype train and just fly by the seat of my excitement here. And what a match! What a start to this show. Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, tearing the house down to kick off NXT TV. It was aggressive. It was fast-paced. It was high-octane. It was offense unbelievably delivered on both sides of this ring here. And it couldn't have been easy for Adam Cole to deliver all of his usual arsenal because he suffered a wrist injury at the hands of Matt Riddle last week when Adam Cole tried to confront him post-street fight with Riddle's match against Killian Dane. 
Riddle tried. Riddle tried to snap off the wrist of Adam Cole before entering this matchup. Cole was cleared for competition, walking down and competing with a with a cast on his wrist. And I loved so much about this match. The unique offense delivered from both sides. The personalities and the passion shining through both of these competitors. Adam Cole making sure that his prophecy for the Undisputed Era was maintained. And Matt Riddle trying to play spoiler to all of this. Crazy athleticism by the original bro. The guy can grapple. The guy has a great submission game. He takes to the air and throws caution to the wind while diving off of the top rope. Offense delivered from all sides. However, Adam Cole, leader of the Undisputed Era, always a wise competitor. He's crafty. He's always thinking. He's always solidifying himself as why he is the top dog in NXT right now. And his goal here was to do it all on his own. I thought Triple H made a great point where if you're relying on your numbers and your friends too much, and by the leader of D-Generation X, this is speaking back to the 90s crowd, real Monday Night Wars feel in his speech here. If you rely too much on your numbers, how much can you rely and bet on yourself? I thought that was a great point by Papa H going into this one, and Adam Cole reliant on himself and resilient through all means. This match had everything. It had the current day, fast-paced, great work rate, crazy work ethic out of both of these two competitors, but it came down to a very retro-feeling finish. Adam Cole, using the aforementioned taped-up wrist, cast-up wrist, to his advantage. Cole would deliver a shot to the eyes of Matt Riddle with the cast taking the original bro off his game for just long enough to deliver the last shot, devastating knee to the back of Riddle's head. And that is how the show started with a successful NXT championship defense by Adam Cole, baby. It doesn't take away from anything Matt Riddle has done on his offense, in his athleticism, in his aerial ability. However, it did show that Adam Cole was the smarter competitor. Adam Cole, using that taped-up wrist and injury to his advantage, able to turn the tables and turn a disadvantage into an advantage to continue his NXT championship reign. And a man who knows a thing or two about successful NXT Championship reigns is the longest reigning NXT Champion in the history of this brand, making a return to the Full Sail faithful audience. Finn Balor is NXT. I could not sit down watching this segment. I marked out so hard I frightened my dog. Finn Balor is back on NXT. What an X-Factor Balor can be. What a series of opponents Finn Balor can have. The rivalries are endless. How they reestablish the demon in the NXT ranks. Also something to think about. Finn Balor was NXT. The face of NXT champion. 
longer than anybody in the brand's history. Bauer making a statement to Adam Cole through the Full Sail audience. I can't believe he's back. I, I really can't. All this time wondering what Finn Bauer's going to do upon his return. How will suffering a loss to the Fiends affect his psychology and what his next move was going to be? And you can always go back home. Finn Bauer is NXT. The dream matches pulsing through my mind when I was watching him speak were endless. Finn Bauer versus Velveteen Dream. Finn Bauer versus defending NXT champion Adam Cole. Finn Bauer really in any one-on-one matchup with the members of the Undisputed Era. Finn Bauer versus Johnny Gargano. The meeting of the minds, the meeting of the two people who have personified the heart and soul of this brand. Really, I think the only missing piece to this equation would be Sami Zayn as far as top babyfaces throughout the history of NXT is concerned. The fantasy booking with Balor is absolutely real. I cannot wait to see how Finn carries this momentum, how he is continued to push his career to different lengths and outside circumstances. Let's face it, maybe has lost a little bit of steam on the main roster. And it's really hard to call anything the main roster anymore. NXT is that third brand within WWE. Bauer coming off of a SmackDown Intercontinental Championship reign, a hot rivalry with the Fiends, very interesting perspectives and circumstances coming out of that but Bauer belongs in NXT Bauer has that star power that can draw eyes to this brand if you don't know you know Finn Bauer's time in NXT was something unbelievably special this goes back to his debut matchup where he teamed with Hideo Itami now back in NJPW as his original name of Kenta taking on the Ascension yeah, some of you out there might remember the Ascension, the monstrous tag team, also another longest reigning in NXT Tag Team Championship history. Finn Bauer's been making an impact since day one as one of the most prized signees to this brand, and I could not be happier to see him return home. Where does Finn Bauer fit in the NXT Championship scene? Does he have his eyes directly set on Adam Cole out of the gate? Or did he confront the NXT champion to make a true statement that he has returned to the place where he belongs? It's it's really an honor and a privilege for me to be following this brand as it has shaped throughout the years and seeing such passion in stars wanting to return to where they have had great success and spotlight. I take Tyler Breeze as my favorite example of returns back to NXT. Breezango making an impact with Kushida up against Imperium. One of the best matches I have seen Tyler Breeze have in a couple of years, I want to say, even going back to his original debut back on the main roster. Tyler Breeze, a character that I feel belongs in this NXT circle, Finn Balor, I could go on and on about as I have already started this show doing. But I want to go back to the NXT Championship match and give more credit to Matt Riddle and his offense. The MMA background shining through, the great grappling skills, the rapid 
fire strength that has come from Riddle to Adam Cole. Great, great series of offense in those matchups. Amazing sequences. Very hard to sit still watching wrestling this past Wednesday. And I could not be happier as a fan to have been doing so. What a week in pro wrestling history. Finn Balor returns face-to-face to a defending Adam Cole. Also jumping into women's action. Women's action not just taking place in the form of an NXT Women's Championship defense by Shayna Baszler up against Candice LeRae, but two favorites outside of the title picture. The Josie Judas Io Shirai takes on the HBIC Mia Yim. I thought this was a great match for these two ladies. I love a good rivalry developing outside of the women's title picture. Mia Yim having one of my most recent favorites in her series of matches with Bianca Belair. HBIC versus the EST gave us a great series of matches, and I'm really hoping that's where this rivalry with Io Shirai can go as well. Io Shirai has been shining since she decided, I don't need friends, the spotlight belongs to me, and turning her back on everybody that once treated her right in this division. Mia Yim always kind of had the outlook as being a loner already, but she relies on the energy of the fans. She she considers us NXT fans as a Wu-Tang clan of sorts, always having her back, always giving support to the HBIC. I thought this match delivered as well. Great aerial offense from Io Shirai, and it fascinates me to this day how somebody so heavily inspired by Rey Mysterio, one of the all-time greats babyfaces in the history of professional wrestling, could pull off being a badass and a heel so well at the same time. Shirai has been shining. Mia Yim just keeps getting better and better, getting her in that spotlight against Shayna Baszler. I feel like she's been delivering in her past few matches that I have been privileged enough to see as well. Mia Yim delivering on all fronts, but just not enough for Io Shirai and what I perceive to be the best moonsault in the company. Shirai walking out with a win on NXT TV Live. Great spotlight, a great start for this women's division, giving us just a bit of a taste of what this women's division can do before the title matchup. I thought it was a very smart placement. Get the crowd Keep getting this crowd riled up. And I don't know if that's possible. Full Sail, Faithful were on fire from the first bell to the last bell. Or should I say, till the last stare down of the evening. And before I jump into how the show ended, Johnny Gargano versus Shane Thorne in a A match that you don't think you wanted to see until it was right here in front of you. If you haven't seen Shane Thorne in the past, he was a tag team specialist with his partner Nick Miller in the Australian duo of TM61. But Shane Thorne has been shining on his own in singles competition as of late. Great series of matches with the breakout superstars of the NXT breakout tournament. 
I was very impressed with his match with Bronson Reed, a fellow Australian, really bringing Australian strong style to both sides of the ring hit there. But the styles with Shane Thorne and Johnny Gargano, I really feel meshed together well. And the message of this matchup established a couple weeks back between Gargano and Shane Thorne was that it only takes one kick. That's how the match started with a super kick tease by Johnny Wrestling, and it's also how it ended in a DIY style. A shot to the face would seal the victory for Johnny Wrestling, but credit where it's due, Shane Thorne really shining his past couple of singles matches. Really excited to see where he falls into the folds of heels in the NXT landscape. I could see Shane Thorne being a competitor for the North American Championship sooner rather than later, maybe wanting to introduce fans to a different experience other than the Velveteen Dream. And I don't know how I managed to uh, to skip over this, but we did hear from the Velveteen Dream and seemingly still calling out Roderick Strong and that North American Championship. Dream has made it known that he wants his North American Championship back and the Dream's presentation. Can this kid look any more like a star and it feels weird calling any professional wrestler a kid especially when he's just three years the younger than I am but I digress from that point dream looking like a star the spotlight the velvet furniture is back the fan base of beautiful women surrounding the dream another shining point in this man's career and dream with all of the tough talk and innuendo that you can ask for. The spotlight and the experience rolls on NXT TV Live, and Dream continues to shine through as one of the most promising young talents in the entire business. You know what? I don't know what business I have calling professional wrestling the business when I sit here doing a fan-driven podcast, so if you want to disregard that last couple seconds... You can go right ahead. Let's jump into another championship match of the evening. Shayna two-time. Shayna Baszler, NXT Women's Championship against Candice LeRae. Candice and Johnny Gargano matches back-to-back. It, it just warmed my heart watching them compete back-to-back and putting on unbelievable performances. However, Johnny and Candice's luck would not be the same this evening. But Candice brought it to Shayna Baszler. Shayna's had a tough couple outings against smaller opponents. She brought out a killer instinct in Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. She brought out something special here in Candice LeRae as well. Candice is by far one of the top talents in any women's division, and she deserved this opportunity to shine on live TV. Candice LeRae one of the absolute best, and one of the, what I perceive to be just one of the best people I have heard interview. Go check out her uh, Chase and Glory with Glowing Garcia interview after this, if you uh, if you want to solidify that point there for yourself. But Candice, Candice brought it tonight. Candice pulled out all of the stops. Candice hung in there. She hung really tough with the submission magician. She hung so tough that she brought her own submission game and tried to turn the tables on Shayna Baszler. Candice LeRae at a point in this matchup would lock up her own 
Kira Fuda clutch on the two-time NXT Women's Champion. Definitely unexpected from Candice LeRae trying to lock in her opponent's own signature submission maneuver. But Candice brought it on all fronts, putting her body on the line, taking a scary, scary dive to the outside that had me clutching my imaginary pearls sitting there on the couch. Okay, maybe I just petted the dog a little bit more aggressively watching that uh that spot go down. But Candice laid it all on the line. Candice proving that the underdog can still shine when up against the queen of spades, Shayna Baszler. Shayna has ruled this division with an iron fist, and it takes opponents of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds to try and bring it to an end. Unfortunately, it would not happen this evening. Shayna Baszler, just too strong, just too aggressive, and just too tight of a grip on that Kirafuda clutch, dismantling the arm of Candice LeRae in the beginning of the match, and you either snap, tap, or nap, and I'm trying not to butcher it like uh, like it was on the pre-show, but I'm marking out so hard that I have butchered some things throughout my 97-episode venture on this show, but Shayna just locked it in like a bear trap around the throat of Candice LeRae, and Candice, through all the fighting and resilience, and tried the reversal into a pinfall on so many occasions where you think maybe, maybe this W will slip through. Maybe we'll crown a new NXT Women's Champion here tonight. Not the case. Shayna Baszler snatching LeRae and forcing the tough cupcake to tap out to the Kirafuda clutch. I thought the uh, the little extra, extra momentum behind it after the the tap was unnecessary, but coming out of Shayna Baszler and her second reign as NXT Women's Champion really should not be a surprise to anybody out there listening at this time. Shayna Baszler continues her dominance and rule over the NXT Women's Division. But Dan, she's held the title for so long. She's getting up there. When will we see her across the board and be exposed to different opponents on Raw or SmackDown? I'm glad you asked, hopefully somebody that's asking that question. Having this conversation with a couple fans, some people think that maybe Shayna's dethroning opponent isn't on the roster yet. I could see that. I could see that perception. I could see maybe with the hopes that a Raw or SmackDown superstar gets moved to NXT to dethrone Shayna Baszler. However, a recent return really has my gears turning. And that is the captain of Team Kick, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, one of Shayna Baszler's most notable, in my opinion, victims of that vicious elbow-arm stomp that Shayna delivers to her opponents. Dakota Kai has just as much underdog appeal going into an NXT Women's Championship match that Candice LeRae has. I really think it's just a matter of time. Maybe put a couple more wins under the captain of Team Kick's belt before she challenges for Shayna's belt. And I really feel like a redemption story is brewing. A redemption story for Dakota Kai is possible. And something from Shayna's victims could come full circle and be the Queen of Spades 
eventual downfall. I think it's possible to build a tough cupcake in Candice LeRae and a tough Kiwi in Dakota Kai as two credible opponents. I think either one of these women, assuming Candice LeRae gets a second shot at Shayna, I do think that there's definitely underdog story appeal in either one of those ladies being the one to finally end the Queen of Spades reign at the top of this division. What that might say for the rest of her army in Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke, always a factor, though not needed, for this matchup against Loray. It's always something to think about. It's It goes back to the same argument I mentioned earlier with Adam Cole. Adam Cole has the numbers, but did not rely on the numbers. He relied on his own smarts. Shayna Baszler has the numbers. They walked out onto the entrance ramp with Baszler, but not a factor in this match. Shayna relied on her own abilities and submission mastery to overcome Candice LeRae, despite how great LeRae looked in this matchup. I absolutely loved Candice versus Shayna. Trying not to be an AEW comparison podcast, which is going to be very hard to avoid in these coming Wednesday night wars. I thought it was better than the inaugural Women's Championship match. Big congratulations once again to Riho. I thought, I really don't know what the disqualification or countout standards are on that brand yet, and I really didn't think Steel Chairs had any placement in a Women's Championship matchup, especially the first one with no stipulation added. I really think Candice versus Shayna knocked it out of the park in women's wrestling this week. From women's wrestling, though, let's move on to British wrestling. A tough collision of two bruising brutes. The bruiser weight, Pete Dunne, taking on one half of the one-two punch in Danny Birch. Unexpected matchup. Honestly, when the music first hit, I thought we were getting Oni Lorcan versus Pete Dunne. But Danny Birch coming out strong, a veteran in the United Kingdom wrestling scene. I'm all but positive that him and Pete Dunne have worked in the past together. Danny Birch, a veteran, really think he can make an impact with appearances on NXT UK. Not a sight unseen. We've seen One Two Punch compete over on that brand before. Really great matchup between these two guys. Really love seeing Pete Dunne back on NXT TV. Shying away from the title he held for so long, the WWE United Kingdom Championship, and getting exposure to different opponents and different rivalries. Danny Burch, it's been a little while since we saw him in singles action, since his recent pairing and tag team success with Oni Lorcan. Most recently against Cruiserweight Champion Drew Gulak and Tony Nese on 205 Live in a great tag team matchup. And I love that Danny Burch went into business for himself and tried to use the tandem DDT finisher that he has with Oni Orkin, using the top rope as a DDT. I thought that was very smart and innovative by the British veteran. However, Pete Dunne and his finger-breaking tactics would bring a bitter end to Danny Birch and would seal the victory for the Bruiserweight on NXT Live. However, speaking of new rivalries for Pete Dunne. Done with the win, but Damian Priest, the archer of infamy, has painted a bullseye on the back of the Bruiserweight. 
Damian Priest making an impact, taking out Pete Dunne with the Reckoning, the Crossroads looking maneuver. How you doing over on the other channel there? Cody Rhodes, I guess. But great impact for Priest. I think the guy looks like a star. I'm very biased towards him as another New York City native. And I think that's another rivalry to keep your eyes on. I think Damian Priest is due for a big-time rivalry since his recent success over somewhat meaningless matches as of late. I loved the drawing of the arrow and firing it at the Titantron and having the font text in fire come up spelling out his name. I thought that was great stuff. Damian Priest looking like a star and making an impact on NXT Live as well. Good stuff. Unbelievable couple of hours of NXT action. I really can't state this enough. It is such a good time to be a professional wrestling fan. And I hope that there's some first-time NXT watchers becoming first-time NXT podcast listeners to this show. And if that's the case, I want to thank you so much for listening and checking things out. Been doing this for 97 episodes. On the road to episode 100. Got a couple more than 100 episodes, pieces of content, I should say, up on the page. If you want to check out my interview with founding member of Sanity, Sawyer Fulton. Uh, More than appreciated. And speaking of appreciative... Cole appreciates his Undisputed Era brethren. Screw Balor. The Undisputed Era is in peak form and condition. You guys are the freaking best. Loving the bromance amongst the dude crew and the leader, NXT champion Adam Cole. And jumping in to tag team action. Tag team wrestling on Wednesday nights is about to be bonkers. I can't think of any other word to describe it. We have the AEW's Tag Team Championship Tournament starting next week. We have an unbelievable rematch for the NXT Tag Team Champions Championships. Excuse me. Here on NXT TV with the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins taking on Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly representing the Undisputed Era. UE versus the SP in a highly anticipated tag team title rematch. Great main event, especially if you want to build how important tag team wrestling is to become on Wednesday nights. Can't think of any match better to close than this tag team title rematch. We had Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle originally, at least in my mind, painted to end this evening of NXT action, but I'm really glad that it ended on such a such a good front on this one. This match felt big from the entrances as Wale accompanied the Street Profits to the ring, firing the Full Sail crowd up, although I mentioned it before, I'll say it again, I'll be saying it every week. I don't know how you could fire that group of folks up even more than they already were going into this historic week of professional wrestling, but it was fire from the word go. You see the red cups in the air. You see Wale leading the crowd in a Velveteen Dream t-shirt. I noticed that great shirt might be the one that I pick up for myself, to be quite honest with you. Great chemistry between these two teams. We've seen them go back and forth before, going back to TakeOver 25 and that great 
ladder match for the NXT Tag Team titles, Undisputed Era would be successful on NXT TV, coming off a controversial tag in the tag team title match that they last had at TakeOver Toronto. So this one, this one was highly anticipated. Street Profits, I've wanted to see them in action more since making their appearances on Monday Night Raw and getting them back on an NXT tag team title matchup. I thought it was I thought it was very well booked. I thought it was very well placed. I thought it the great back and forth. Montez Ford has all of the charisma and athleticism in the world. He's got a great relationship. Another Chase and Glory interview I recommend is with the Street Profits. Montez Ford is a star. He's got the charisma. He's got that presence about him. He's got that connection with the crowd. And Dawkins. Dawkins is an NXT veteran. Very hard to do. I've said it about Aaliyah in the past. And I've talked about it with Sawyer Fulton. Mentioning that interview again. His former tag team partner in the early days of his NXT career. Yes, Angela Dawkins and Sawyer Fulton were a thing. Go uh, go back and check out some NXT archives for proving me right on that one. So watching the rise of the Street Profits to become such fan favorites. Going up against such a such another fan favorite team in the Undisputed Era. Tag team specialists of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. These two guys know each other so well. They have as much chemistry as a periodic table. That that quote was probably Moro, Moro Ranallo inspired, which thank you so much for taking me to Retweet City as many times as you have. Anyway, going back to this match, Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly know where each other are at every second of a title match. No matter where you look, no matter how far you think one is away from the other, even if you think to question the tag team strategy of these two, it really cannot be denied. The denying of tags, the cutting the ring in half, all of the momentum of those strikes and the tandem offense, that that long blower to wheelbarrow suplex is one of my favorite tag team moves that these two guys do. And uh, I cannot emphasize how much I enjoy watching Undisputed Era and the Street Profits. The chemistry that is built between these mat- the series of matches that these two teams have had. Great stuff. Just really, it's, it, it's making both teams look like stars. Even in a loss, the Street Profits look like fan favorites. They look like shining stars. It's great great TV. We really had everything that a NXT tag team title match could have asked for. We had the customary tag team submission breakup spot in a rough and tumble like we are so used to seeing in a tag team title spot. I don't know how more creative superstars can get while trying to come up with a submission counter and break in these tag team title pictures. We see one that blows my mind each and every title defense, no matter who the tag team champions are. Always riles me up, always something to look out for in a tag team title defense. Great match, solid main event. However, it would come down to the numbers in this one. Adam Cole did it without the Undisputed Era. 
Shayna Baszler did it without the Queen's Army, but Roderick Strong would be a decisive factor in stopping the top rope offense in this one and putting the momentum of the Street Profits at a halt. Roddy making his presence known. Ford and Dawkins get the legs cut out from under them. And I mean that quite literally because Fish and O'Reilly were able to deliver total elimination and seal the victory for the Undisputed Era. The prophecy rolls on for Fish, O'Reilly, Strong, and Cole. Great match. Can't emphasize it enough. Tag Team Wrestling is alive and well on Wednesday nights. However, somebody else who is alive and well. Oh yeah. Tommaso Ciampa returns to NXT. Ciampa returns to Siege. What he never lost. Tommaso Ciampa has his eyes piercing right through Adam Cole and right on to Goldie. The NXT Champions Championship that he never lost. Unfortunate series of events and neck injury before TakeOver New York, unable to defend it against Johnny Gargano, leading to an unbelievable two out of three falls match between Gargano and Cole, where Johnny Wrestling would finally become NXT Champion. But Champa not just sitting content on the sidelines, just watching social media, watching these videos that Tommaso Ciampa has put out as of late, how hard the man is working to come back in peak condition and take back what is his cannot be understated. The guy looks great. He looks as mean as you would expect him to, and we know where his eyes are going, and that is back to the NXT Championship. I don't know if we're going to get a triple threat match between Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole, baby. But it's something to fantasy book. It's something to think about. It's something to get the adrenaline going and the thoughts rolling. But I think Tommaso Ciampa takes back his title in a more one-on-one situation. But it cannot hurt to have three premier talents fighting for the NXT Championship. What a memorable ending for the first two-hour live NXT TV special. NXT TakeOver USA Network, another NXT TakeOver brought back to Full Sail University. It had that sort of vibes to it. October 2nd, 2019 is a day that professional wrestling fans will and should remember and something they can tell their kids and grandkids about. And I don't think I'm speaking in hyperbole when I say so. What a memorable night for all involved in Team NXT. And the hits just keep on coming. Because next week, we have confirmed another title match on NXT TV. As the Cruiserweight title is up for grabs between defending champion Drew Gulak and the high-flying and returning Leo Rush. Leo Rush and Drew Gulak, you can't ask for a more conflict of styles than those two. Leo Rush flying all over the ring, the speed and the agility, whereas Drew Gulak's cold and calculated submission game. 
I'm so excited for that one. And we have a David and Goliath match in Kushida versus Walter, the NX, excuse me, the WWE United Kingdom champion Walter comes to NXT TV Live to take on the Japanese phenom time splitter in Kushida, the battle of the one-named superstars, which I think both one names sound kind of badass. So lots to already look forward to next week on NXT television, and I want to thank you all for hopefully looking forward to and supporting this show. I really can't thank you guys enough for listening. Just watching the hits come up on the SoundCloud, seeing the downloads come through on all various forms of podcast listening. There is no I in Team NXT. I could not do all of this without your support, and I appreciate each and every second that you listen to this show. Thank you so much again. Be sure to follow the social media at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter and my primary form of communication. Hit me up with questions. Hit me up with fantasy booking. Give me your thoughts on the recent returns of Bauer and Tommaso Ciampa. I will be happy to discuss anything NXT, anything pro wrestling, to be quite honest with you. I don't live tweet NXT because I live by a strict spoiler-free zone when it comes to this black and gold brand. But if I'm checking out Raw, I'm checking out SmackDown, something stands out to me, I'm going to live tweet about it. And be sure to keep giving me your thoughts, keep giving me ammunition to keep this show going with very interesting discussion points. Thank you so much for reaching out to me, those who already have on Twitter, to my fellow podcasts. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the retweets. Thank you for really helping me spread my message. I will continue to do the same for you guys as well. Be sure to follow the Instagram at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word. Lots of wrestling memes, lots of hype for when the episodes are about to drop. Uh, some pictures of Colin, the Velveteen Dog, coming up, who is currently taking a little napski over there on the couch and uh, probably post a picture of what he looks like now. Because, hey buddy, yeah, he, he knows he knows I'm talking about him. He knows that the spotlight is uh, is on him. Anyway. Uh, give the Facebook a like, not my most active form of social media for the show, but I appreciate any any momentum you guys can give on that front as well. Thank you so much for listening for a fourth or fifth time. I'll say it, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, kind of redundant, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you find these podcasts, however you're listening to it, I cannot thank you enough for keeping me going, for keeping the NXT universe alive and well. Thank you so much for being a part of Team NXT. It's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. I would keep your schedule clear for Wednesday nights because that is must-see TV for professional wrestling fans. It is a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. And I will be here to talk about this experience, and I will talk to you next time.